0: The following podcast was recorded on the morning of June 7th, 2023, and is being released on June 8th. The episode is about a Redding, Pennsylvania man who was arrested for preaching on a public sidewalk across the street from a Pride event. In between the time of recording and the time of the release of this episode, the Berks County District Attorney's Office released a statement announcing that the charges against Damon Atkins have been dropped, confirming that indeed, there was no criminal offense committed by Mr. Atkins. In an email provided to the Lancaster Patriot, Berks County Commissioner Christian Leinbach said that, quote, based on the review of the evidence and the law, the Berks County DA withdrew the charges today against Damon Atkins. So the DA's office apparently reviewed police body cam footage and also likely viewed the video film by Matthew Ware. Now, it's possible that the footage of the police officers from their body cam would have been released eventually to the public, perhaps via a right-to-know request or something along those lines. But it would likely have taken quite some time for that video to get out, and the fact that Matthew's video went viral certainly played a big part in this. Without the video from Matthew, the story would not have reached uh, as many people as it did, and from what I understand, many, many people have been contacting the Reading Police Department to express their opposition to Sergeant Bradley McClure's arrest of Damon Atkins on a public sidewalk. In any case, the charges have been dropped. The title of this podcast episode will reflect that update as well as the description. But keep in mind the following episode was recorded just prior to the release of that information. In any case, enjoy the episode and thank you for listening. Welcome to the Lancaster Patriot Podcast. My name is Chris Hume, the Managing Editor of the Lancaster Patriot, and I'm joined today by two guests. As usual, Joel Saint, Pastor of Independence Reform Bible Church. Joel, thanks for joining me.
1: Hey, good to be here again.
0: And Matthew Ware, uh, known as, on YouTube as Barely Preacher Man. Matthew, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, glad to have you here. Uh, all right, so we are here to talk about the story that is all over the Internet. Uh, Ma- thanks to Matthew Ware, thanks to God's providence, and Matthew Ware being out at Reading, Um, the story of the Redding Man arrested for quoting the Bible in public. I have that here. The Lancaster Patriot was the first to actually break the story. And um, Damon Atkins was arrested, uh, placed in handcuffs, for quoting a portion of a Bible verse on a public sidewalk uh, outside, across the street from City Hall. So Matthew, uh, just briefly tell us, you know, what led you to be there and film this and, and then we're going to show the clip for those who haven't seen it, if they haven't seen it yet, sure. um, and then, then we'll talk about it. So kind of what led up briefly to, to you being there and writing and filming this incident? Well, I was just driving through
2: the city. I live in the city, and my family was in the car. We were just heading out for a day of family adventure, and I noticed up ahead on uh, Washington Street that the traffic was slowing down and there were some police out, and then I noticed there was a good number of people out there. When I got by, there's maybe about 20 people for what I didn't know at the time was a little of everything a rally, a flag raising, a pride march. But there's about 20 people there, and there were two older men who had signs that were protesting the event. And I looked over at my wife, I was slowing down the carpet, and I told her, I've got to pull over. I've just got to go and encourage those two men. Because I've done things like this before, I know how harshly you can be treated when you go to these events. To Preach the gospel, quite frankly. And so I pulled over and I put them on another street, good, safe street. They were in the car with the keys. And I just told them, I'll be right back. I should only be a couple minutes. And then I ran over and joined them. By then, the crowd has doubled about twice the size. And the two men are on the other side of the street. And I went and I said hi to them. And they were real happy to see me, to see someone else come out with them. They warned me that there was an officer across the street who had threatened to arrest them if they didn't move across the street. And so that would be the officer you see in the video later. And so after that, I would start preaching for about 10 or 12 minutes. That officer came up to me, threatened to arrest me. Which side of the street
0: were you on when you were preaching?
2: So it's not the side of the street with City
0: Hall. It's on the other side. So you, the you were preaching building. on the same side where the arrest took place. Yes, okay. I was right so really across the, the street, Across the street yeah. from the event. Okay, So across not even the on the side of the street. Okay, he,
2: Were you
1: using um, amplification? Not at all. I, yeah. I didn't have
2: my GoPro, Bibles, tracks. I had no idea this was happening. So I, it was just me. So I was preaching about 10, 12 minutes. This officer comes by, threatens me. And so I, I made a decision. I've been preaching for sometime. The gospel has gone out. My family's in the car around the corner. If I get arrested right now, they're going to have no idea what's happened to me. So I calmly stand my ground and I say, sir, I, I care about their souls. And, you know, he didn't care about that. And then I just said, God bless you, sir. And he turned away and he walked away. And about a couple minutes after that is when I just felt like, you know what, maybe I should film this.
0: Now before, when when he, when this, and this was Sergeant McClure yes, to talk to you, when he came and told you to stop preaching, I mean, did he, did he cite a law? Did no. he say anything? that You were breaking any law? Or he just said...
2: He said, "If I don't stop shouting insults to the people across the street. Okay. That is... Now, the insults, of course, are the gospel.
0: Right. And but, we'll talk about that, some of the things we yeah. have on film of what Damon said that was um, apparently uh, derogatory statement. So we'll talk about that. So then you get out, you get out your camera and you start filming... Yeah, and the rest is history. I didn't really know why I was filming, wasn't
2: really planning on putting it on YouTube. And as you can see in the beginning of the clip, Damon's just showing up. Right. I didn't know he was going to be there. I'm not a close acquaintance of his. I've seen him in the city before. And then what you see in the clip, that,
0: that's just how it happens. All right, well, let's play the clip now and then we'll be able to talk about this a little bit more. So uh, if, you're ju- if you're listening to this and you're not watching the video, uh, you might not be able to hear the audio very well. Um, so just this is only going to be about a minute. Uh, if you're watching this, you can see um, and you can hear part of the conversation. So this is a clip. We're going to play about a minute of it of uh, Mr. Damon Atkins being arrested for basically quoting the Bible on a public sidewalk.
2: Looks like some more men just showed up to support us. This cop's going to give them a hard time.
1: I do not do This is public property. You respect. Oh, I'm stuck in that that's never. I know who's cheering for is the people
0: that are in hell. So you do you and I'm going to do me. This is public property. Yo. God is not.
1: That's all. God, this would be brother.
2: Getting this on film. Can I give him my bag while he stuffs him?
1: Yo, I'm gonna need you to go to 128. And they're clapping, brothers, man.
2: I cannot God, believe I'm watching not the
0: this. All right, so there it was. Uh, there's much more. You can see the whole clip at Barely Preacher Man's YouTube channel. It's already probably almost at 30,000 views. 45,000. Uh, 45,000, 45, not to mention all the other. Any, if you see this anywhere, it was taken from Matthew, so I know it's been taken and downloaded, and it's probably in millions of views if you look at some of the people who've shared it. But that's that's basically what you see is what you get there. A lot of people have said, well, well let me see the context of the video. I mean, Mr. Atkins just showed up uh, on the scene uh, in that video, so I mean, Joel, let's let's bring into this. What's your first reaction here uh, when when you see something like that?
1: Yeah, Chris. My, yeah, my first reaction is what what, what actually is offensive, and, and what I think of is what Paul said there in in Romans one. He he begins by saying, you know, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, which kind of sounds odd. You know, like what do you have to be ashamed of, right? But what he's doing is he's contrasting then. Uh, the next three chapters, he talks about what people really should be ashamed of and, and just vile affections that and, and they have towards one another. And and so he starts out, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, but these people should be ashamed of all these wicked things they're doing. Right. And in the society, you're going to be ashamed of one or the other. And if they're not ashamed of this, this horror that's going on, men with men, women with women, transgender, you know, can't figure out what a woman is, bodily mutilation. You're not ashamed of that. You're promoting that then you are going to be ashamed right. of the gospel. And that's, that's actually almost the first thought I had when I saw this.
0: And just for those who may be listening to this and not watching that, uh, again, the video shows, and if you listen to this, find our, you can find the video on LangsterPatriot.com or link to Matthew's YouTube channel. But in the video, you have uh, across the street at the City Hall. I mean, at this point, there's dozens of people there um, celebrating homosexuality, pride. and And then Mr. Damon Atkins arrives right at the beginning of the video, essentially. And he's holding a sign that says, Jesus said, go and sin no more. I think he has some other Bible verses on there. And he stays on that side of the sidewalk. And the police officer approaches him immediately, right? Matthew, he comes straight to him. Yeah. And you would describe that police officer's demeanor. How would you describe Was he calm and relaxed when he approached um, Damon? Or was, was he already... He is hostile. He was... So what poor Damon didn't know beforehand is that that guy had been
2: threatening the two older gentlemen there, right. had threatened me. So he was, he was wound up and ready to arrest someone at that point.
0: So, again, if you're listening, um, Damon Atkins shows up with, with the, the sign, with the Bible verses, and the police officer approaches him immediately. And it's hard to hear everything that's said. It's a very about 25-second interaction between uh, Damon and the police officer, Sergeant McClure. And you can hear Damon saying, um, this is public property. Um, and he says God cares. You can see a couple times that I think the police officer is saying, you know, I don't care, and, and Damon's like, well, you don't care about me, or, you know, God cares about this. Um, the police officer says, you know, respect them and let them have their event. And Damon says, I am respecting them, and he points to his sign. Um, and then he, he says, you know, he's cheering for them, the people that are in hell. And Damon told me later what he was re- referencing there was uh, the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, how the rich man goes to a place of torment, And he's just begging Father Abraham to send people to his brothers to warn them uh, of the danger that they're in. And so
1: Luke Luke 16, I think. Yeah.
0: And and so uh, and, you know, Damon and all three of us have spoken with Damon and uh, he was also interviewed by CBN. And he said, you know, I was nervous. You know, I got there. This police officer came right at me. Um, I wasn't trying to be hostile. He said, maybe I shouldn't have pointed the finger. Because when he says, you, let you be you and me be me, he points the finger at the police officer. They're at a distance. There's nothing physically hostile there. Um, you know, The police officer was very uh, you know, emotional in a sense, he'd say. <clears throat> and, and Damon said, I was nervous, and this is how I responded. So that, that's kind of what happened. Um, Damon stands his ground, says, this is public property. Basically, th- my right is to speak here. The police officer, I guess, told him, that he couldn't, he couldn't speak up. That's my understanding. Um, and then he turns away. Police officer walks away. And uh, basically, you know, a second or two later, Damon starts to quote a portion of 1 Corinthians 14, I believe, where the, yep. Paul says, God is not the author of confusion. And Damon says, God is not the. And then the police officer, I think, says, that's it. You're done. Turns around, cuffs him. So that's basically what happened. I mean, am I missing anything there, Matthew? No. Nope. Okay, That's so, so w- when you were filming that, I mean, you know, what, what were you thinking? Was, you know, I, I make the
2: comment in the video, like, I know this officer is going to go and harass Damon over there. I had no
0: idea that that was about to happen. It happened fast. Yes, I it mean, it, did. W- it was fast. I mean, the whole incident was really, I mean, less than 60 seconds. So it happened very fast. So alright let, let's, let's analyze the event. Go ahead. No, you're fine. What, what you're hearing in the commentary
2: afterwards is pretty much... The, my thoughts coming to my head as it's happening. I'm, I'm thinking,
0: this is I'm recording it. Yeah. This is an unjust arrest. I yeah. can't believe this is
2: happening. Like, What you're hearing is what was coming in my head.
0: Yeah, so I encourage you to watch the whole video. It's about five minutes on Matthew's channel, Barely Preacher Man, over there on YouTube. And uh, Matthew's na- kind of narrating before Damon arrives and then narrating afterwards. And, uh, I mean, th- what you see is what you get. So uh, l- let's analyze this event, and then I want to step back and kind of look at this from a Christian perspective. So first of all, Joel... Uh, the police officer there, I mean, was he justified in what he did? Because some people are saying, well, he told, allegedly, he told Damon that he couldn't speak. I mean, that, that's, that's what I'm getting. We have the, the police report and everything on thelancasterpatriot.com. And uh, he's telling him that, you know, he told him, I guess that he couldn't speak because that's all he ended up doing. He said, God is not the, and then he was arrested. Sure. So is the police justified here? Is this a justified arrest in the United States of America?
1: Yeah, actually, the person who was justified was Damon he was exercising his first amendment rights and he was justified. The police officer is there, There's no justification either in the scriptures or even in our constitution. Uh, there are folks who I apparently believe that if a, a, if a person has a gun and a badge, then I've got to do whatever they, they tell me. Well, if that's the case, then who needs a constitution? Who okay. needs anything's written down at all, right? right? There's a guy with a gun and badge, or a woman or a lesbian with a, you know, decked out as a police officer, which it looks like we have here. Um, you know, I don't know that for sure, but no it kind of doesn't look too good. Anyway, whoever it is, um, you're going to want to probably move the strike that. All right. Anyway, whoever it is, is, is they can talk. And they, but, but why would we need legislation? Why do we have so-called lawmakers if anybody with a gun and a badge can tell anybody that what, what, they, what they're supposed to do. Why do we even need a First Amendment? And I would remind everyone that the First Amendment right to speak also contains the Religious Liberty Clause, as, as we understand it. So really, um, Damon was attacked. It's a First Amendment right, but he was attacked on, attacked on two levels that our First Amendment protects.
2: Yeah. Well, you go further than that. Why do we even need a Bible? If there's somebody with a badge and a gun... Why listen to God? Let's just listen to
1: him. All we need is one verse to tell us to do whatever someone (laughs) official tells us, right? And it's like these dear people that I guess believe that Romans 13 tells us to do whatever we're told by someone who is in some type of authority, be it legitimate or not legitimate. But I would remind them that Paul himself escaped from a governor by climbing out a window, which was illegal,
0: Right. Yeah, and we're going to talk about Paul here, the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts uh, in a moment. So, yeah, the, the police here uh, seems to be very clear. I mean, I got people saying, man, this is going to be a slam dunk. And we do pray that the, the you know, Damon's defense, and he's, I think, in the process of selecting one, yeah. is able to make, you know. And I'm thankful that the video was taken. I mean, in God's providence that you were there yeah, and was, taking the video. That's not what I woke up that morning that God would be doing. Because, I mean, let's be honest here. If there were no video— what are the chances
2: yeah. that Damon wins in his defense case here? And I've been thinking the things that Damon's being charged with, I was doing. Right. I was preaching there. So if I
0: had been arrested, there was no video footage. Right. Yeah, and then at that point, it basically becomes he said, she said. Yep. And they're going to look at, well, the police officer said this, and, you know, who's this guy over here, just some random street preacher. So yep. thankful for the, the technology in that sense. It can be used for ill, but it can be used for good. In this case, um you know having that video is is a big part of this so i think clearly the police officer was was not justified in the arrest i mean if we want to bring up any other aspects of that we can you know some people are saying well you know he he was disturbing the event he was he was he was speaking too loud as if there was a, you know, a decibel uh, device there to calculate that. Um, and again, he's on the other side of the street and they're doing an event in, on the public sidewalk on the other side. And-
1: is, this, is this a new law, uh, speaking loudly? Is, this,
0: is right. that what we're up against now? I mean, for all we know, it's been there the whole time. Yeah.
1: Well, Congress shall make... No- I mean, think about... And people talk about the Constitution all the time, right? And, of course, who reads it. But, I mean, we're talking about... We're not even talking about the Second or Third or Tenth Amendments here. We're talking about the... First Amendment, Congress shall make no law re- respecting yep. an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech. Right. So we're talking about the First Amendment. We're talking about the first phrases in the First Amendment. Now, again, we've talked about um, the, the whole religious clause in the past, but it's, it's intriguing to me that when they put this together, they put um, the freedom of speech right beside the religious clause—that's interesting to me. Apparently, they thought that where freedom of speech would first be attacked would be under in, in religious situations. Turns out they were right.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you have—I mean—you have this event that's happening in the public as well on the other side of the street, celebrating homosexuality. Something that the founders of the you know the Constitution would have been appalled at. But you have this happening over here across the street, and are they not doing the same thing? In one sense, that they're speaking up and they're using their free speech rights and yet you're defending theirs and not Damon's. Right. So, all right, let, let's talk about Damon's action here, a- and maybe, you know, just kind of analyze this very briefly, because you can imagine there's a lot of people saying, well, Damon shouldn't have done this, he shouldn't have done that, he shouldn't have responded this way. That wasn't the way to do it. I mean, Matthew's, I've had people mention, you know, critiquing Matthew's comments in the, in the video, so I'm sure they wouldn't have liked some of your preaching. I mean, in, in it, let's just briefly say, could, Math, could, um, could Damon... Have handled the situation a little bit better, maybe. I mean, maybe M- splitting hairs here and say maybe he didn't maybe. Need to point the finger. Yeah. But is any of if, is anything that Damon did one illegal, and two even clearly a violation of anything in scripture?
1: You know, it, not a, not a violation of anything in scripture. In fact, uh, you know, I, I was uh, just uh, actually, and Matt was there as well in front of the uh, Lancaster abortion clinic here just early this morning. And um, I was speaking with, well, Matt and I both were, uh, a, a, with, with another young lady as well, with with a couple that, that, that came in. And the one guy, I mean, the guy's throwing out those, they aren't really firecrackers. There's these things that There's they little, snap when they hit the ground. Yeah, the little, he, white,
0: the little white things? That,
1: yeah, they they're the little spark and they make a noise. You
0: know, things that 10-year-olds play.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He started, you know, he was all ready for us. He's throwing them out the window at us, right? Okay. As, soon as, we, as soon as we get in there, right? And, um... I was talking to both of them, and then there was another uh, person there, uh, I believe she's Roman Catholic, and uh, she came up to me and says, you know, that's not how we talk to people, we want to we be nice, we want to be calm, and, and, and so forth. And later on, I had a good discussion with her. Here's the thing, he, here's, here's what we are up against. We are up against a mentality, even in Christian circles, that, would, that really do not believe that people are born hating God here. They... In in Christian circles, um, I didn't mean to go on this rant here. Briefly, in Christian That's circles, here. <laughs> sorry, the rant meister. <laughs> you know, we, we don't be- we, we do believe now that people are born with a blank slate. That's what we believe. They don't believe that people are born with an axe to grind against God and against their neighbor. So the only reason why people are killing their babies or celebrating Pride Month or whatever is because they need a little more information. And if we'll just be nice enough, that's the word. They'll, they'll, they'll get the information they need. Yeah. They already have the information. It was interesting. You weren't there when I was talking to her, Matt, but it was intriguing because she, th- this woman, was acting as if. The people are there by accident. Yeah, she, she said, we're, we're, we're trying to make them a, 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 a deci- help them make a decision to save their baby. I said, they've already made a decision. Right. That's why yep. they're <laughs> here at wow. the abortion clinic where they kill babies. Yeah. But in her mind, in her mind, if we can just be nice enough, they're going to turn around and go home. And, and that's what we're up against with this. Mm. Oh, Damon should have been a little bit nicer than the police officer would have been a little bit nicer. Yeah. Mm. N- no. Well, no, no, no. Read Romans 1, 2, and 3. People are born with an axe to grind, and they hate God, and they hate anything that looks like Him, and it's only God through His Holy Spirit, the gospel being preached to them, where they can change,
2: Yeah, and, and I, will change. And to add to that, I mean, you had that encounter with this lady this morning. I mean, we all did, but I deal with that all the time in abortion, ministry, and regarding this. And what always strikes me, let's just use this video as an example. There are Christians right now that are complaining about the video because of my tone and my narration.
1: The tone police, how long did that take? But, of
2: course, what that means is they watched the video, they saw all of this immorality, drag queens, including the demon lady person, yeah. and children. She-devil woman
0: walking down the street. They
2: see children and she-devil women, all, and they're... And they're having a the time of their lives with the children, and an innocent man is being unjustly arrested, and they come away from that thinking, that man should have had a nicer tone.
1: Right. Yeah, where, where's the outrage against the horror that's going
0: on? It's not there. From, from, these, no. from
1: these Christians.
2: It's
0: right. not there. Yeah. Um, now, thankfully, there, there, are, there are many people who are reacting, uh, I would say, in the correct way, but you're yeah. right. Some of that is, well, you know, that tone shouldn't have been there. So... Listen, real quick, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. I mean, because Damon himself has said, you know, look, I was nervous. Uh, you know, I think I would have handled yeah. it a little bit differently next time. But the substance of the issue, I don't think he, he, would, he would change. And I wouldn't recommend it. Because when he, he went there, he said, this is public property. I'm going to, to speak the word of God. He didn't call the officer names. He didn't resist physically. He didn't even cross the street. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was talking with, with your son, Luke, about this. And, he, and Luke was like, you know what, that, let, you know, you be you and I'll be me comment I mean, I mean, L- Luke was digging that because he's basically like, that's Damon, you know, telling the, the police officer, you know, th- this is your authority. And it might have been a bit unpolished, but it's kind of like the prophets say, hey, you are authorized to do this and you are not authorized to do this. So you do what you're authorized to do and I'm going to do what I'm authorized to do. And, and, and you know, maybe unpolished, but you know what? I mean, that's a, that's, that's a true statement.
1: Well, I'm, I'm hoping to see a, a uh, whole gaggle or a parade of um of youtube videos where these people who are challenging what damon did and he wasn't nice enough or whatever he pointed uh maybe we can see a, a whole gaggle a passel of youtube videos where um w- where they were about to be arrested and then they talked really nicey nice right to the police officer and they went up afterwards to, to aunt pity pats for tea and crumpets right, right? uh i i i I'm, Maybe we'll get a whole bunch of videos like that.
0: Yeah. Maybe everyone will get saved, too. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, I mean, really armchair quarterbacking here to kind of be like, well, he shouldn't have done that. Like, in the end, Damon did not physically resist. He didn't call the officer names. Uh, he, he He was being faithful to, you know, speak the word of God. So... He would say himself, oh, I'll probably do it differently if that happens again. But the substance of the matter is he stood his ground, said, I have a right to be here. And we're going to talk about the Apostle Paul did that. Yeah. And, and, he, and he simply spoke the word of God.
1: So, and and really, he already cooperated. I mean, you guys did more than you had to. You had every right to be on the other side of that street already. But you were already like cooperating with a police officer, blah, blah, blah. Right. So you go to the other side of the street and now you're not even not even allowed to talk on the other side of the street. Yep. What's next?
0: Yeah. It not next is, I guess, not allowed to be there. Yeah. Right,
1: or hold a sign. Right. Right?
0: Yeah, you need to stay locked up in your home.
1: Christians Which, understand where this is going here. Yeah. <laughs> Please understand this. This is, not, this is not a question of, well, if we can just be nicer, they'll all love us. No. These people are interested in killing babies. They're interested in grooming your children. Pay attention, my friends.
0: Yeah, I think, Matthew, you hit the nail on the head there that the biggest outrage here should be twofold. One, that you know Damon's arrested for this. And two, what was actually happening at the event. Yeah. That they're celebrating sin and homosexuality. And, I mean you, mean, you can see in the video, I mean, the children, uh, this person dressed as a demon. Yeah, we're, we're past homosexuality at this yeah. point. We got
2: drag queen demon people hanging with children. <laughs> right. If that doesn't horrify you,
0: move you, like, what's wrong with you? Well said. Well, anything yeah. else about that specific event, we may come back to it. I want to move into talking about, you know, just a little bit about the history of Christians being arrested for preaching, because that's what we're talking about here. And, um, you know, hopefully this ends, but I think we need to be prepared to see more of this. Oh.
1: So Sure seems that way.
0: Um, yeah. I want to start with Acts chapter 4. Right, I'm just going to read a couple passages here. Um, This is Acts chapter 4. Now, as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to them being greatly agitated. Kind of like the uh, Sergeant McClellan there. Agitated because you were out there because Damon was out there. Agitated because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in jail until the next day. For it was already evening, but many of those who heard the message believed. So there you have a case of, in Acts chapter 4, the Christians are proclaiming Jesus. It upsets these figures of authority. They're agitated, and they lay hands on them and put them in jail. Um, Acts chapter 5, But the high priest rose up, and those with him, that is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with jealousy, and they laid hands on the apostles and put them in a public jail. All right, so this is not okay that,
1: okay, that was Acts 5, right? Acts
0: 4 and Acts 5. Acts 4 and 5.
1: What, what, what did the um, apostles do, do we recall, to get them thrown into jail?
2: Oh, well, they laid hands on people and healed them and preached the gospel.
1: Hmm. Were they not nice enough?
2: Apparently not.
1: Apparently they had people that put them in jail, and it wasn't about— I mean, what's nicer than healing somebody, right? <laughs> but they went to jail anyway.
0: Uh, okay, all right, I'm going to get off this nice thing, and we can move on here. So the um, the response of, of the, the apostles in Acts 5 is, at, and after calling the apostles in and beating them, so they didn't just arrest them, um, they also beat them, they commanded them not to speak in the name of Jesus. I mean, so there you have the, the command from the authorities. So there you have the people saying, well, Damon should have listened to the police officer and kept his mouth shut mm-hmm. well here we have in the bible that the, the apostles and, and the other christians are commanded not to speak the name of jesus and then they release them. so they went on their way from the presence of the sanhedrin rejoicing that they have been considered worthy to suffer shame for the name and of course they don't stop preaching so anybody wants to say well whenever the police officer tells you to, to stop pre i mean how is that qualitatively different than what we see here in acts five is there any difference it's the same principle right
1: it is the exact same principle, and and as far as we know, Paul, they didn't even have what we have—a First Amendment. Right. We we even have that, but they don't need the First Amendment. They have the eternal Word of God, which Paul tells us is not bound.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to get into that um, with Paul. And uh, stop me at any point here, gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to talk about. I have, I have two stories I want to share from church history, just to remind our listeners. Um, that this is in in many ways throughout church history, the way of the faithful Christian disciple. Um, You know, I think we're right to be opposed to this, to be bothered by it. We're gonna see that the apostle Paul responded to some of these things and stood on his rights as a Roman citizen. But I think we also need to be prepared um, for for points in history when Christians are going to be treated this way. And it's interesting to note in both of those cases in Acts four and five, that the religious leaders were involved in their arrest mm-hmm. um and, and there was kind of this melding of religious and civil authority we see that with the crucifixion of christ and uh you know i think in some senses we're, we're seeing that today which we maybe can talk about a little the bit religious leaders were involved in this arrest too they were on the other side of the street okay with the pride okay people. there were apostate church oh, yeah okay ministers throughout that okay so they were there Yeah, I didn't even know that. Of course, that I'm not surprised. But yeah, and they were, of course, I would imagine among the folks. If you hear in the video, they start cheering when Damon's arrested, right? Oh yeah. So uh, two stories here I want to share from church history um, because I think there needs to be an element of counting the cost here, uh, just in general. And so I want to tell briefly the story of John Bunyan, okay? Um, And and John Bunyan, he was a Baptist in 17th century England. And uh, being a Baptist, he, he was a nonconformist, which meant he didn't go to the state-sponsored church. Right, So, so the, the king or queen said, you have to go to this church, um, and if you don't, you're breaking the law. So, Bunyan was essentially told that he was involved in unlawful meetings because he was attending, quote, a religious gathering other than at the parish church. In other words, the civil government was telling him what church he had to go to and whether or not he could preach. So, and this was actually the same issue that the Pilgrims had, which I think a lot of people don't realize, that though they weren't Baptists, they were also nonconformists. And about 20 years before Bunyan was born, King James required them to go to his churches, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of like Biden or Trump saying, you have to go to the, the church that we authorize, and if you don't, you'll be arrested, which I think a lot of people forget that, that part of the history with the Pilgrims. Yeah. Um, in any case, Bunyan, he's sentenced to three months in prison. Um, and more would follow if he didn't agree to stop preaching and also agree to attend the government-approved church. So, of course, Bunyan didn't agree. There's another case where, hey, just listen to the authorities. Bunyan doesn't agree, and he ends up spending 12 years in jail. 12 years in jail. And it was during this time in in jail that he he wrote his uh, autobiography, Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners. Uh, and also began the Pilgrim's Progress. Which, by the way, that grace abounding is in that last chapter. I don't know if you, any of you have read that. I've not read it. The last chapter where he's talking about his time in prison is one of the best just accounts of someone who's preparing himself to suffer. And he says, i got to prepare myself to die, but I also need to prepare myself to be in prison because I'm just preparing for this. I'm not going to be prepared for that. It's a very good account that I think you know, every Christian should read and prepare themselves for the persecution that may come to them. So, He's let out now off and on in those 12 years and even did some preaching, but still it was very hard for him and his family, as you can imagine. And this is what he said in his autobiography. He said, I saw in this condition I was a man who was pulling down his house upon the head of his wife and children. So he, he was broken over the fact that he was not there to care for his family, which is one of the reasons I wanted to mention we need strong churches at all points in church history, especially at a time like this when there are men who are, who are willing to preach the gospel and be locked up potentially over it
1: Uh, that's a great point
0: but bunyan says he says okay i was in this condition i I mean it 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 grieved him he he has he had a blind daughter that there was you know the apple of his eye that it just burdened him that that she was out there he was in prison and he said yet thought i i must do it i must do it he he was convinced that he has to honor christ and he cannot stop preaching
1: Uh, her name was mary i think and i think she may have died while he was in prison even which would have been deeply painful.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, Bunyan, there's much more we could say there. I want to just share one more, and then kind of just make some application here um, for us as as Christians and the Christians listening. Um, you know, twelve years in prison—that's that, no, nothing small. So, and the second story here is from uh, that was that was in the context of we would say Christian culture, almost. You know, kind of. In, in a loose sense, where we are now, obviously different, but there's also countless examples of Christians being arrested in pagan cultures. And we have Adoniram Judson, who was another Baptist, uh, an American missionary to Burma. Uh, he finds himself imprisoned. Um, and the conditions of those prisons, obviously, wow. as you can imagine, were not pleasant. It was only his wife's devotion that really kept him alive. Um, she had to, you know, beg and plead in order to give him food. And, of course, there's a famous story that she gets his pillow to him, and it has the, the, the translation of the Burmese Bible. Uh, eventually he gets out, but he slips into this very deep depression. I think his wife died at some point, and, and his grief kind of led him into this exile into the jungle. He's kind of like Yoda on Dagobah. I mean, he's, he's exiling himself, and he, he dug his own grave. He's like, I'm going to die. I'm just going to wait here to die. People thought he was eaten by a tiger. Uh, but finally he came out of that. And he made a spiritual comeback, as it were, and reached a lot of the the tribal people there in Burma. So there's a lot of stories like that. I could go on and on. But the point is that opposition of some sort to the preaching of the Word of God, in general, right, and often by the civil government, is not new in terms of church history. Um, And even, you know, there were some initial hiccups in early church history. I mean, the Baptists, in the beginning of American history, um, were not able to preach. Um, There's a, a professor, a writer at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, said that the Baptists violated rules that required dissenters to secure licenses from the government to preach. Sometimes local authorities would not agree to have these dissenters preach at all. So this has been happening throughout church history. I think maybe we've gotten used to it because of the foundation that we had then and the the religious freedom in America. But um, this is not new in, in terms of church history, and we should be, I think, prepared for it um, so what do you what would you say, Joel, to, to Christians today who maybe this is new to them like I mean utter, utter shock in one sense is, is the right response to seeing this police officer arrest Damon. but the other sense is, well, this is certainly not new in church history.
1: Yeah, a uh, c- couple things on that. First of all, there was a time when it was considered honorable uh, to to preach the gospel. People like I would be encouraged, but as we have traded, Th- that freedom, for shall we say, the security of government schools and education. For example, uh, we have we we now see ourselves on the outside. I think of I think of Moses and others being outside the camp. There's always going to be an inside the camp, and there's always going to be an outside the camp. And when we uh, face it, embrace the idols. One of them being uh, government schooling. You know, p- how long have we been t- sending our children? To be educated by people who hate Christ. Well, that's going to come out of the schools eventually. And then it's going to happen that people who love Christ and want to preach his word will be the ones on the outside. So that's the first thing. The second thing I would have to say is, and I want to to go back to what we were talking about earlier, generally speaking, and maybe we'll have time to talk about this a little bit more, but Jeremiah 26 is a passage that we should certainly consider because in Jeremiah 26, It says, in the beginning of the reign, this is Jeremiah 26, 1, of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, the word came came from the Lord, saying, thus saith the Lord, now get what happens next, stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak to all the cities of Judah. Go to the people that are in the Lord's house. And what happens here, we don't have time to talk about it all, unless unless we wind up having time. But... (laughs) It's the people in the Lord's house who get him arrested and want to get him killed. Right. And in the end, it's the civil magistrates who want, to, who want to save his bacon and actually wind up saving him, to your point about appealing to, appealing to the civil magistrates like Paul did in the New Testament uh, l- later on. So once again, we, what we have here is we have Jeremiah, who is on the outside being persecuted and prosecuted, if you will, by the religious establishment. And here's the thing that I think we, we just simply have to remember, and that is this. We have to know that if we, as a nation, at one time could be considered a Christian nation, and we are now a, a, a pagan nation, we have to ask ourselves, and maybe this is a question that I'm not totally prepared to answer, where did the idolatry come in? Mm-hmm. Because the worship of Christ, all if, if we go from the worship of Christ to not worshiping Christ, There's an idol somewhere, or idols, and it's time we ask those questions where those idols are.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, Matthew, I mean, you go out in the street fairly often um, and preach the gospel. Obviously, you're there for this. I mean, when you think about the biblical record, Acts chapter four or five, Paul being arrested later on, uh, John Bunyan being arrested, Adonijah Judson, all these things. And yet you still go out there. You know you could be arrested um, for, I mean, maybe you didn't think that too much before. You had mentioned that most of the the police officers there seem to be more agreeable. But, um, I mean, how do you approach this as someone who who knows you could end up arrested for what you're doing? Well, um,
2: it's three things I think about with this. There's I have the burden to go out there and preach. I have the gifting to go out and preach, and providentially, I have the time to go out there and preach. And if I wanted to throw a fourth thing in there, I have the approval of other Christians and the, the, recognize, the recognition of, you know, I'm not a heretic, I'm a faithful person out there. So when I put all those things together, for me, it's, I, I think it would be a sin if I did not obey and go out there and preach you know some weeks are different than others sometimes i just have no time because of work life family to go out other times i'm out there very often but it's you know whether or not i get arrested or not and this was a good reminder that that could very well happen in my life whether if it's something minor something serious it doesn't really change anything i I need to go out there and preach
0: the gospel and to confront the culture like that no matter what yeah, that yeah, kind of sounds like what Bunyan said. He says, I have to do this. I, I have to do this. And, and we would say that, you know, Christians have different callings, and, but I would think yeah. we would agree that all Christians are called to testify to Christ and, and to, in that sense, you know, proclaim the gospel.
1: Yeah, yeah and that's what's so distressing about this, be, because th- there are those that say, okay, you know what, I, can't, I, I, I don't want to go out there, whatever, I don't feel called, okay, whatever, all right, maybe that's a different topic for a different day. But at least support the ones who are going out there, the ones who are stick, you know, sticking out their necks. And even, even Paul, you know, not everybody got arrested with Paul. You know, and, and we've said before, for this again for all the people who want us to be nice, please understand that pretty much every, anywhere Paul went in the book of Acts, if we're still reading it at all, <laughs> it's, it's in the New Testament. Um, comes right after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, pretty much everywhere Paul went. Someone got hurt, and it wasn't because he wasn't nice. He, he was oftentimes he actually supported himself, wasn't even asking other, other people for money. Yeah. But the point being there is that, for, for example, in the, in the book of Romans, he, he says to, um, to, to the church at Rome, Hey, um, pay attention to this one person, honor this one person. He says, They risked their neck for me. Mm-hmm. They did that for him. They weren't out there, but they took risks for him. And I would, again, encourage all the Christians. Encourage these people who are risking their necks by being out there. They don't know when they they could be taken away from their families. They could be, be arrested, whatever. Support them. Encourage them. And please oppose the wickedness that's going on at the same time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that, you know, as a pastor, you, you go out and do stuff like this. Obviously, appreciate what Matthew does. I mean, one of my thoughts watching that video, and I know everybody can't be at every event. I get that. We have a big—the church, doing. IRBC has an outreach coming up. But there was only probably, what, like five Christians there, five or six? It was uh, yeah,
2: one, two, three, five. Yeah, so
0: less than ten Temporarily Christians. Temporarily five. And, uh, yeah, until and, and so the one was arrested and yeah. taken away. And I was just thinking again, you know— if if all the the churches, if just one pastor from each church went, and or if the people two people from each church, and opposed this sort of thing, things would be different. Um, and so it, it's kind of you know you have Damon who, who's, who's very humble and says, "Look, I I, I want to learn more, you know, I, I want to grow in this." And and he's out there setting the example that the pastor should really should really be setting. Um, and of course, appreciate Matthew being there uh, proclaiming the gospel. So. Yeah, we definitely need to think about these things. I think that's kind of why I brought up the Bunyan story, you know, the the Book of Acts. Like, Christians have historically gone into the culture and preached the gospel, even if it meant they were going to be arrested. And it seems today people are like, well, at all costs, avoid that. Now, I get there are times, you know, Paul fled to a city. We're going to talk about it. There are times to say, okay, but generally speaking, he kept preaching. And generally speaking, Matthew keeps preaching. Generally speaking... Damon seems to keep going out there. So even the Christian culture has seemed to lost that. Yeah,
2: I actually, uh, that's how it all happened on Saturday. On Sunday, I'm driving down the road. I see Damon out
0: there with the sign again. He's yeah. right back at it. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, why, why aren't churches grasping that? They, they seem to be missing that, that point that the Christian church is meant to be. I mean, just look at the Bible, look at church history. Why are we now being like, well, let's kind of tiptoe around things here? Yeah.
1: I, I would like to ask the pastors,, you know, this question. You know, we know that James says,'t don't, dece- don't be faked out here. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Now, we really, as pastors and, and believers, we really would want to know what that means, right? Because what, what is fr- let's identify friendship with the world here, because whatever it is is enmity, enmity with God, and that is one thing we definitely don't want. Right. We, we don't want en- enmity with God, for sure. And so my question would be something like this. With a culture that is mutilating children, is pretending that men can marry men and women can marry women. And these are, these are some of the soft things. Just this morning, for example, I, was, uh, I testified before the commissioners and talked to them about this new bodily uh, identity, identification uh, d- disorder, whatever it is. Chop off limbs and stuff. Yeah, Yes, people chop off... Wanting to
0: be, go blind.
1: Y- yes, go blind, chop off a leg, an arm, or whatever. And this is, this is being discussed now about whether or not this really is a disorder and how do we fix this. And I said to them, I said... <laughs> Pretty soon, it's 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 not going to be a, a disorder at all. You're Give a it time. Proclamation on it, probably. Yeah, we'll get a proclamation on it. And I said, people like me are going to be, you know, so, they'll be uh, called some kind of name with phobe on the end of it, because I'll be like, "Don't be chopping off healthy limbs. Are you are you crazy? What do what 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 are you, what are you guys doing here?" But the point, or the point that I'm trying to make is this: If we continue to back off and back off in this culture, and if we as pastors are at peace with this. And here's my question. Should we as pastors be at peace with this culture? Mm-hmm. Or should we be at war? Uh, there's only, there's I don't know, a third way here.
0: Right, yeah. Peace or war? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, for the last part here, let's talk about, you know, how to think about some of these things with, with appealing things, uh, you know, court cases, things like that. The Apostle Paul, I want to talk about this because some people say, well, you know, just accept the arrest and all those things and just turn the other cheek. Well, um, I think Damon certainly did. He, he, he peacefully responded. He did not resist physically. But the Apostle Paul, who also didn't resist physically when he was arrested, although he would flee sometimes. If he could get away, he'd get away. Um, but he did stand on certain rights. So I want us to talk briefly about those two things. Uh, well, we've already talked about being willing to really go to prison for the gospel, being willing to die for the gospel, and also standing on your rights and trying to, to appeal you know to the court system or whatever to say I have a right to do this so I have two instances where the Apostle Paul did that and the first one is is Acts chapter 16 okay acts 16 Paul is put in prison and I want to read just a portion of this Paul is put in prison um, I think this is the uh, with the the girl possessed by the demon and he's he's arrested because his his preaching of the gospel um, kind of gets them ticked off they're agitated because they've they've lost a the source of their money um, so um they, uh, let me see here. So they're in prison. This is when the Philippian jailer is converted, of course. And um, they're, they're in prison. And Paul, they come to Paul and say, hey, listen, you, you can go out of jail. The magistrates have sent to let you go. Therefore, come out now and go in peace. That's Acts sixteen thirty six. Okay? So there's the command from the magistrate. Come out, of, come out of prison. You're free to go. Paul doesn't do it. He says, but Paul said to them, they have beaten us publicly, uncondemned men who are Roman citizens and have thrown us into prison. And do they now throw us out secretly? No, let them come themselves and take us out. And then the police report this to the magistrates, and they're afraid when they heard that Paul was a a Roman citizen. So there you have a case with Paul who was willing to stand on his rights as a Roman citizen. And apparently as a Roman citizen, uh, he had certain rights, including a public hearing And not being flogged maybe at all or at least not without a public hearing so paul says no i'm going to stand on these rights i'm not listening to what this civil authority figure says because i'm appealing to the rights i have that you recognize and i'm going to use those rights to try to appeal the situation and, and to get a more favorable result
1: let me ask you something here i'm going to put you on the spot here chris since you got the passage open right there yeah Okay, this goes back to, I, 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 I promise I'm going to get off of this after this, okay. this whole nice thing, all right? Who did he first, who first came to Paul and, 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 and told him, and asked him to just kind of leave uh, secretly? Who was it that came to him?
0: The magistrates sent the police saying, let these men go, and the jailer reported these words to Paul. Okay. So, so the, the jailer is telling Paul, yep. the police and the magistrates have said, so i mean the jailer's it.
1: Okay, it's the, it's the jailer. So in that passage, who's the jailer? Is it not the same man who Paul had said just recently, "Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house." Right. What a rotten thing for Paul to do! This guy just became a believer, and now he's putting the jailer in this horrible position. Right. Right. Isn't that awful for Paul to do that? But Paul, with with this, he's going to teach this jailer some civic responsibility. First lesson, right. civic responsibility. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to go out. It would have been so much nicer. Wouldn't it have been said, you know what? You just got saved. I'll just be a nice boy and just go out quietly here. Right. But he doesn't do it. It's this very same jailer appears because it looks like the next morning. I don't think that unless they switch, had a shift change. Right. It looks like the same jailer.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and that's what people are saying with Damon. You know, you should just been nicer and just listen to the police officer. Um, but that's not... What we're called to do we're not called to be nice we we, we are called how many to be old testament Facebook.
1: prophets were nice right. i mean seriously would you would you call them up for you know do your how to win friends and influence people talk right, right. and then oh let's have amos uh, followed by hosea oh uh, yeah you know, oh look there's zechariah no right but they told the truth
0: yeah i mean we're splitting hairs here if we're going to sit and, and critique damon's response when oh, you have right. across the street people celebrating you know abomination
1: yeah remember christ is this not an example of christ you blind guides, strain at a gnat, right. swallow a camel.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, so we have that that case in, in the book of Acts where the apostle Paul stands his ground, as it were, and doesn't even leave the prison. You know what I mean? And, and so, and then you have Acts uh, 25. I won't read it, but Paul basically appeals to Caesar. He says, all right, no, I'm appealing to Caesar as a Roman citizen. I want to, you know, take this to the higher level. So Paul certainly on multiple occasions was willing to... Stand his ground in, in the civil sphere, as it were. Um, and again, as, as you mentioned, Matthew, number one, we have the Bible. And as you mentioned as well, Joel, so we, we, we will preach the gospel. Christians should preach the gospel, and they have historically, regardless of the civil protections that they had. I mean, in Bunyan's case, he didn't have those civil protections. He was arrested under the laws of the land. Of course, in, in Burma, these foreign, you know, Adonai M. Judson was, uh, didn't, couldn't appeal to the U.S. Constitution. So, but when you can appeal to something, the Apostle Paul certainly did. Absolutely. And, and in this case, uh, you know, I would imagine, of course, Damon's, you know, defense team is going to appeal to the U.S. Constitution and, and the history of our nation.
1: As know. he should. Right. As he should.
0: So, anything else here you want to mention, Matthew, as we, as we come to a close here about this whole situation, um, you know, encouragement you've taken from it? Uh, advice for other Christians who, who may have been hesitant to be out sharing the gospel, now they see this, and they say, well, maybe I shouldn't go out there at all? you got to go out. And we've got to get the gospel out. That's the
2: only thing that's going to fix this whole situation. It really is. We, we have this idea, if we stay at home and we don't offend the people that are taking over everything, then, then we'll be fine. Well, no, then they're just going to continue to take over everything. We need to confront The idolatry, the wickedness, we need to bring the law of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ to it. And then we need to trust in God that over time, through his spirit and his word, he will change this situation. Sinners will be saved, or they will at least be warned. But God will be glorified, and he will be victorious through this, even if it's not necessarily through you. But we got to get out there. we got to get the message out. That's really our number one weapon. And if we're not going out there and proclaiming it, or if you're not supporting those who do, then what are we doing? Well, we're pretty much waiting around to die.
0: Well said, Pastor Joel. Anything else you want to add to this? I know you probably have a lot of stuff to say, but we'll give you unlimited time. From, from time <laughs> okay. to time. Now,
1: just briefly, you, you, know, you and I were talking um, before, and we, all three of us were, and we're saying, we're past homosex now. We're, we're, we're now into body mutilation. Oh, yeah. We're into all kinds of things. And, and, and what kind of... I want, I want to go back to 1963, when when the Christians made a deal.
0: Ancient history. Yeah, yeah way
1: back. I'm for the else, only one. Yeah, for me, uh, you know... See, I
0: don't remember that. <laughs> I can remember
1: clearly. It was just after... Uh, well, I was a veteran of the uh, Civil War. So it was right after that. Ah. Anyway, uh, you know, 1963, what the Christians essentially did, as I see it, is... They said, okay, we'll put up with this banning of the Bible in government schools if they ban them all, right? Well, at, at all the other religions. Okay. Yeah.
0: Make it neutral.
1: Yeah, we're going to be neutral here. Right. You've lost at that moment right. because, as Paul said, the Word of God is not bound. And so what we've done is we've, we, we, we are constantly giving up space for peace. Okay, okay, well, okay, we take the Bible out. Okay, just leave us alone in our churches. And uh, you know what? Um, They didn't leave us alone in our churches in 2020 because they said, well, you know what? You churches, you can't meet. Or if you do meet, you're going to have to like sing through a mask. (laughs) One of the most foolish and crazy things I've ever heard. Put a mask on while you sing, right? And so they just keep on encroaching. So Damon uh, deserves you. Matt just deserve, I think, so much credit, humanly speaking, And blessings on you for standing up to this because the encroachment keeps coming. It keeps on coming. Don't we understand this?
0: Yeah, Yeah. it keeps coming. And as Matthew said, the gospel alone can change the hearts, can change the heart of this police officer who is basically serving the agenda ultimately of Satan. Yes, that's the bottom line here. Absolutely. You know, promoting this event. And encouraging them speaking about that, and suppressing the proclamation of the word of God, and that's what it was, you know. And it was it was cited as a derogatory comment when Damon was was quoting the Bible. God is not the author of confusion. So, the gospel alone can can change hearts. Um, the the appeals to the civil realm are, are worthwhile. The Apostle Paul did it, and, and in this case, I mean. If, if, if this can be appealed and the city can really have, you know be called to task, called to account for what they did, um, that would be a blessing as well for Matthew and Damon and others who will be in writing, who will continue to preach the gospel. You know, Paul certainly didn't, didn't want to be arrested and imprisoned. He said, if this is the Lord's will, so be it, but I'm going to try to secure my freedom with these peaceful means and uh, keep preaching the gospel. So... Uh, for more information about Matthew Ware, you can go to uh, Barely Preacher Man on YouTube. Any other information?
2: Uh, that, that's about it. Barely Preacher Man, one word. I don't think there's any other ones out there. Not anymore. So. Okay.
1: okay, it's not all one word. Barely space Preacher Man uh, is all one word.
2: Yeah, it's all Barely Preacher Man, one word, capital oh, B, no, capital no space. P, capital okay. M. Just, okay. search, just search Matthew
0: Ware <laughs> uh, on, on YouTube. Don't yet. look BPMO, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Joel, for more information on you, people can go to irbc.church. Um, your sermons are on there. Information about an outreach that the church is putting on uh, very soon here, on June 17th.
1: Absolutely. We're having a training session on the 10th, which is just in a, in a, on the 10th. It's a, it's a Saturday. And then on the 17th, we'll be at the Littitt Springs Park, uh, ministering the gospel to those folks who come and want to, well, it's, it's called Gay Pride, but as we we've all spoken to these folks, it's so sad because um you know when you speak to them they're not gay i mean they're not they're not happy people they're not, happy. Okay. They're, not they're not happy it's it's op it's like the worst possible name and when you get them especially by, i mean they'll yell at you a lot and so forth, but when you get them by themselves, there's an awful lot of pain going on yeah. and and we need to be out there to minister the gospel we need to, we need to be there
0: yeah amen. Well, for more information about the Lancaster Patriot, go to thelancasterpatriot.com. As soon as we have new information on this story uh, with Damon Atkins in Reading, we will post it uh, and we'll keep you updated. So sign up for our email updates. Those are free. Subscribe to the podcast uh, and follow along with what we're covering here in Lancaster County and beyond. Again, my name is Chris Hume and the managing editor here. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed.